Hello folks, this is Novid Hollaback from Beyond This Earth. And before we start this episode of Beyond This Earth, I have to make one small announcement about the changes we had to do for this October 2nd episode, episode 2, season 2 of this, ep- this show. We are doing two 15-minute segments, which will later be combined into bonuses, dealing with the recent event that took place on October 2nd, which was the day of the recording or the supposed recording of this show because we record the show later on on that, which will be later on recorded Saturday. I'm sorry if I'm fumbling my words here, but I'm just trying to get this as fast as I can to let you know what we are doing for that this particular episode. This particular episode will have two 15-minute segments, both dealing with what I am going to record Friday, October 2nd, about what happened during late Early Friday, October 2nd, and all throughout that day, I will then will be recording another 15-minute segment for Sunday, the 4th of October, giving any updates on what happened since that Friday event. The rest of the show, with the exception of one of the main topics, which has been shortened due to what happened on October 2nd, has been shortened, but the rest of the show will go on as scheduled and on as announced from last week. The final segment is a little longer because of what happened on October 2nd and has an opinion piece from a mainstream news organization. You may take that opinion at face value or not, but it is important to note that at times of certain particular events such as these, the important voices of these particular industries and aspects of it have to be heard at this particular time in order to get a sense of what happened on that particular day. It is only for a timestamp, this particular opinion, and nothing more. I am telling you all this because it is important in the acknowledgement of what happened on the 2nd of October of 2020. I am just letting you know how this show will go on. And we will begin the show right now with the 15-minute segment 
before the main episode begins. Hello folks, this is Novid Hollebeck. It's Beyond This Earth. This is the first 15-minute segment for October 2nd, 2020. That's when we did this recording. The breaking news as it has follows. Donald Trump has been infected with the COVID-19 virus. Both he and Melania Trump were infected by the virus. According to a tweet from the president, the president and the first lady diagnosis come after one of their close haze, Hope Hicks, tested positive for the virus Thursday. Both the president and the first lady began self-quarantine Thursday night after receiving word of the test. According to the member from the president's physician, the president and the first lady are both well at that time, and they plan to remain home at the White House during the convalescence. However, that position changed later on. This is... um. This is how it continued. Uh, Dr. Sean Connolly, physician to the president, released the following information Thursday afternoon about the president's condition and treatment for the coronavirus diagnosis. Following the PCPR confirmation of the president's diagnosis, as a precautionary measure, he received an eight-grand gross of Regeneron polycyclonal at the antibody cocktail. He completed the infusion without addition, without incident. In addition to the polycyclonal antibodies, the president has been taking zinc, vitamin D, famatine, melatonin, melatonin, and a daily aspirin. As of this afternoon, the president remains fatigued but in good spirits. He's being evaluated by a team of experts, and together we'll be making recommendations for the president and the first lady to regard best next steps. First lady Melania Trump remains well with only a mild cough and headache, and the remainder of the first family are well and tested negative for SARS-CoV-2 today. Then it was later found out that the vice president the former vice president and his the former vice president and his wife tested negative the current vice president and his wife have tested negative they went under the pcp pcr testing for covid-19 and they had detected nothing of covid-19 in his system Biden was on the debate stage for 90 minutes, 13 feet away from Donald Trump, the president of the United States, and at least 15 feet away from Chris Wallace, who was the moderator of the same debate. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows addressed reporters with an update on the president's diagnosis, but he declined to discuss treatment plans, but said that the doctor will continue to provide expertise. They continued. Then, 
The University of Notre Dame's president later on tested positive for COVID-19. It was less than a week after the Nintendo event at the White House concerning Amy Barrett. Reverend John Jenkins attended the Rose Garden ceremony Saturday for Mrs. Coney Barrett, the Supreme Court nominee for President Trump. He issued an apology for not wearing a mask during the event at the pictures surfaced online of him shaking hands and sitting shoulder to shoulder with people without one. He regrets his error in judgment for not wearing a mask during the ceremony, quoted here. And by shaking hands with a number of people from the Rose Garden, Jenkins wrote in his letter to students, faculty, and staff of Notre Dame. I failed to lead by example at a time where I have asked everyone in Notre Dame community to do so. Jenkins sent an email to university students and staff explaining his symptoms were mild and will continue to work from home. When they heard this in Wall Street, stocks went crazy. Wall Street main indexes tumbled at the open on Friday after Donald Trump tested positive for the virus. Weeks before the election, with an elusive fiscal stimulus and slowdown in the domestic recovery also detecting sentiment. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 1,002 points or 37% to 22,714.89. The S&P 500 lost 28.9 points or 83% to 3,352.61. The NASDAQ Composite Index dropped 22, 2,226 points or 2% to 11,100.33. 11 major sectors in the SP 500 Tech started the largest loss, while energy and industrials enjoyed the biggest percentage gains. In a reversal of recent sanctions, market leaders Apple, Microsoft, and Amazon were down, providing the heaviest weight on the S&P and the NASDAQ. Trading in Asia with Finn, where markets in Shanghai and Hong Kong closed. The Nikkei 2.25 index shed strong early gains after the Tokyo Stock Exchange resumed trading after an all-day outage due to a technical failure. Reports are coming in that the Japanese government is providing new stimulus measures to help the economy recover from a prolonged downturn worsened by the coronavirus pandemic, providing only temporary lift. Prices fell after Trump's announcement. Kelly Ann Conway later on posted on Twitter and sent a statement saying that she tested positive for the coronavirus. GOP Senator Tom Tillis from North Carolina has also tested positive. Um... I have other notes here. The NFL, as of yesterday, well, a couple of days before this recording, 
had issues with the Tennessee Titans football team. The football team had eight cases, five players tested positive for COVID-19. They shut down for the facility and they have postponed the game between the Steelers and the Titans. Both of them are 3-0 and they will reschedule this thing for a later date. It was supposed to be played this week. It wasn't going to be played this week. So it has been canceled. Trump later went to the Walter Reed Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland, over an abundance of caution. Later on, the doctor said that he had shortness of breath, mild condition. It was later found out that the rest of the Trump family outside of both Melania Trump and Donald Trump had all tested negative. This could change. They later found out that 11 people in the debate at the Mayo Clinic tested positive for the virus, but they were not at the actual debate when it was taking place at the time, but they were there before the event and after the event. Some of the mem- uh, them were members of the media. So that is what has taken place. And just before I want to say the rest, um, Amy Coney Barrett, who is the person that is planning to be taking over the recent past, uh, the recent person who, who, uh, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who recently passed away to take over her seat as the new, um, Supreme court judge stated that she and her husband also tested positive for the coronavirus, but this was several months before they self-isolated and then she later recovered. Um, This joins the president, joins other leaders from the rest of the world who do have the coronavirus. One of the larger ones was, um, Boris Johnson, who is the prime minister and already had symptoms, but, and was near death's door and almost died, but somehow was able to survive when they did not put him on the ventilator. And, um, there was a report on it about a couple of months ago when this thing was taking place that they didn't put him on a ventilator, but they were able to use other particular drugs in order to make sure that he was able to get through this particular issue. So again, I just want to repeat this over before we get to the numbers. And I will say it again at the second update near the end of this particular episode of beyond this earth. Donald Trump has been infected with the COVID-19 virus. He said he was suffering from mild symptoms. His wife, Melania Trump, the first lady of the United States, also has COVID-19. The vice president and his wife were tested with the PCR test, and they both came back negative. 
other tests came from the rest of the family of Donald Trump. They all came back negative. Corey Lewandowski being the only one who has been tested negative, but has decided to go on quarantine barring another test that they recently got a couple hours ago. Vice President Biden and his wife tested negative for COVID-19. Trump later on in the night at 6.20 on October 2nd was taken to Walter Reed Medical Center. He was complaining of shortness of breath and mild condition when he arrived there. 11 people from the debate at the Mayo Clinic tested positive, but never was at the actual debate when both men were there. Both Trump and Biden. They were some came after debate and some were from the debate. A lot, some of them were from members of the media. Kellyanne Conway has tested positive. Other senators have also tested positive as well. Well wishes have been, been sent from all over the world hoping for Mr. Trump's recovery at this at that particular time. The next update will be at the end of this particular episode of Beyond This Earth. Stay tuned for that. I want to give the coronavirus numbers as of right now of this recording, October 2nd, 2020. Here are the numbers for this virus. The global cases are now 34,497,381. The majority of it are now 7,331,784 in the U.S. India is now far behind. Brazil, Russia, and Colombia are in the top five. Global deaths are about 1 million with 200. 200,693 deaths in the U.S., Nancy's Brazil, India, Mexico, the United Kingdom. The deaths and recoveries, the majority of the deaths are in New York, Texas, New Jersey, which Donald Trump was in a um, event there after on the, on the other day. California, Florida, Massachusetts, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, Arizona, Ohio, Connecticut, and Maryland. The majority of the virus cases has been spreading in the Midwest now. And we will have more about this on Beyond This Earth on the second wraparound segment, which will take only 15 minutes to finish. We will be back with more, with actually the start of the actual episode right after this. This is Beyond This Earth.
Welcome to Beyond This Earth. This is Novid Hollaback, episode two, season two of Beyond This Earth. And for this segment, we're going to talk about four different subjects. Well, one of them being shorter, dealing with what has happened recently. But I want to first go through what has been going on in the last several weeks. Well, actually, the last three or four months since May, since last we spoke on Beyond This Earth, and it deals with Black Lives Matter. Is it the corporation over the statement? And a lot of people are confused about the statement over the corporation. I think people need to get it through their heads and understand what is really going on. And I'm trying to make this as short as possible because in the real sense, I this whole discussion about ownership and all the rest of these things about not trusting people about this society and how it works now and this whole concept of white privilege and the rest of these things... I think they're ultimately non-starters. Ultimately. I think the real question you need to ask yourselves is who benefits from both the statement and the corporation that is now called Black Lives Matter or has been known as Black Lives Matter since 2014. I just want everyone to understand and know about Colin Kaepernick and his decision to near. And it was over these issues concerning Tamir Rice, concerning um, Trayvon Martin, concerning Martin, uh, uh, Mike Brown. People have to understand that a person that does that particular act is trying to tell people something. But how corporations look through that act and see what type of money they can make out of that particular act comes at a point where the corporation needs to keep themselves relevant to certain demographics. So, how can anybody rebel in a society where corporations such as these over leverage to the hilt, over leverage to the point where relevancy doesn't even necessarily matter anymore? Aesthetic changes from one five year period to the next five year period has made Kaepernick. And the reason why he took a knee into some sort of religious connotation, as it were, into a connotation where Nike has decided to make a meme out of him into another brand similar to Jordan, but this time for a social justice crowd that 
believes they are helping African Americans and other black people all around the world, the African diaspora, as I call it, and is aptly named in trying to become better in their, in trying to help our society, African Americans in the, and the African diaspora feel more secure in each society that they live in. But the only problem with this statement and the only problem with that type of charity and sympathy is that the corporation is only doing it in order to propagate itself. Zizak said similar to that nature as well. And in certain ways, he had a solution that was a little bit more conservative in the, not the Blakeian, but the Burkean, Edward Burkean, um, Milu, if you want to put it in that particular terms, that there has to be some sort of standoffish thing. That there is an understanding that certain things just can't fit. It may be similar, but it can't fit. Another sad thing that I see with this particular Black Lives Matter movement and how it connects itself to Kaepernick is that Kaepernick has become sort of like Che Guevara. And Che Guevara, in a fascinating interview done by Herodox Podcast with Michael Greer, John Michael Greer, when Michael Greer pretty much stated that he was the establishment, that um, Cap, um, a Kaepernick is now the established order of things or will become the established order of things, similar to Che Guevara was the same established order of things, even though they were both, even though um, Che Guevara is a socialist. They consider him the symbol of rebellion. In many cases, he was at that particular time, in that particular context, similar to in that particular context, in that particular statement that Kaepernick was talking about. The fundamental thing about why this thing has expanded to destroy a team, ultimately, a team's name, ultimately, the whole thing about ending racism in the NFL and all the nine yards around it and surrounding it is pretty simple. One, all of this could have been solved, and this is because the league has horrendous optics when it comes to its players and ultimately its fans. That... You got to allow, and this is the same mistake the NBA has made, did make with Abdul Rahman back in the day. But even though he, even though his issues are a little bit different, it's a similar bad optic play that you have got to allow these players to play in this league. 
regardless of their political affiliation. It's a similar thing when somebody goes after someone that is a Catholic and wants to promote certain Catholic ideals in his work. If it's not hurting anybody and is a benefit to the person that is working for you, why would you or why would anyone deny his talent because of the things that he believes in? But then here's the fundamental problem with this argument here. The fundamental problem is, is that a lot of people in this society, whether y'all like it or you don't, don't have the necessarily necessary emotional tools and emotional tool set to deal with free speech and deal with free association. And a lot of it is because a lot of them was raped. Some of it is sexual, sexualized, or in the milieu of interpersonal relationships between men and women. That's where the problem with free speech ultimately lies in some cases because things that offend women, even though a lot of it is true, don't go through the same mental framework. And so it is censored. That's one way of seeing it. The other one has to deal with race and how certain races see each other. The fundamental truth about this is, is that speech on either side, whether it is what people call white identitarian or black ethnationalism are not being said in this country that is supposedly have free speech because there are emotions, right or wrong, that affect these particular things. Instead of looking at these particular things in a logical manner and see if it can stand the test. The fundamental problem about this is, is that a lot of the issues that Kaepernick was talking about is ultimately old left, or shall we say, all left in the, in the context of post-1968 African-American politics and pre-9-11 leftist politics, basically, which was inoffensive for many years until they reached 20, until they reached um, 9-11 and it became unfeasible because he was talking about Clinton's issues too with these particular things. And now the same time that uh, um, Kaepernick was talking about have already become political talking points within the Democratic Party and also being used by the Trump administration. So if this is the case, why doesn't Kaepernick have a job? Because the NFL ultimately has bagged optics. Ultimately. And this bagged optics has turned into a rallying cry for Black Lives Matter. And they are using this whole thing with Kaepernick and
then all the things that have happened with George Floyd, with Breonna Taylor, with others that I have mentioned earlier, all of it has been used to promote an ideology that's ultimately going to hurt African-American men and African-American families ultimately because their statements all over the corporation statement, which I still call them a corporation. They cannot be necessarily called, oh, they're this, that, and the other. No, they're a corporation. The statement and the corporation is one and the same, unfortunately. The way it's been set up is that it is a funneling tool, unfortunately, for Black Lives Matter to help at blue in order to help Biden win the election. I hate to say these things, but I've said in in real terms that black actions matter, black ownership matters because without ownership and without actions to reach ownership, a life will not matter in the physical realm of this world. It will not matter unless actions and all these other things matter. And, and even more important actions have to be taken, not words, not symbols. Although symbols can lead somebody into action in certain con- contexts, it will not lead people into a successful place if it is seen or done in a way in order to hurt others. Because what I'm basically trying to say is, and I'll get back round to it, is that ultimately Black Lives Matter has no power unless black men are leading the charge in the liberation ultimately of their communities away from what they deem to be a society of middle management and a managerial class that has cheated them out of American society over the past 15, possibly 25 years since the day NAFTA came into power and the Democrats of that time decided to move all of the manufacturing and managerial manufacturing classes over to China. This leads into an issue I have, and I'm making it short, about this thing called the Proud Boys and Gavin Innes and all the rest of these things. And we had some issues in his. There has been issues in history with the Proud Boys and all the rest of this. The Proud Boys, whether you like it or you don't, any white identitarian group, as far as the eye can see, and we can observe this 
are either infiltrated by the feds or the feds allow them to do whatever the fuck they wish or the feds are infiltrated or the or the other way around. The, uh, 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 Proud Boys are infiltrated by the feds. All of this is true. The same thing with Antifa and the same thing with certain elements of BLM. They have all stated it. In their, they, the media has already all stated this. We are if a, the FBI has agents in every single aspect of these far extremist groups. They're in every single one. Why? Because they are trying to prevent disasters like this happen in Portland. They already got the dossiers ready. They sat y'all down. The dossiers are ready. They're all up in the hood. Don't think that you they don't have a dossier. You're playing yourselves that you don't think they don't have a dossier. It's a joke. They are not going to allow any sort of thing called any sort of movement of this 1488 and they're never going to allow it. And if people start joining it because, oh, it's the Quaternoon Bulls thing and they spreading their legs for black dudes and all the rest of it there, y'all fucked yourself up, not me. Y'all fucked yourself up. I'm not in the business of worrying what women do with their fucking bodies. I'm not in the business of what they're going to do with what they want to do. They want to make themselves ugly. I don't give a fuck. If they want to do whatever they want to do and all the rest of that shit, I don't give a damn. A lot of you folks need to stop. Then you complain about, oh, why the child's bins and my lanos and all the rest of these things. The child never asked to be in this planet. Never asked to be living in this planet ruled by you know who, you know why, and you know when. So keep playing. Keep playing. And then you're going to have an FBI dossier and you can't get no job in this country. Forget about getting any kind of job in this country. Forget about any service there. You're going to be homeless. And if you definitely don't have any other talents other than talk shit, and being tricon and all the rest of it, there's a place for being traditional conservative and all the rest of it, sure. But if you're going to play this whole thing with Proud Boys doing the same things that MS-13 did, albeit a little bit more let's violent than MS-13, if you're only going to do the same thing they're going to be doing, what the fuck are you playing doing?
You don't think they know any other MS-13 men the same way they don't know about Proud Boys, the same way they don't know about BLM streamers, the same way they don't know about Antifa? Y'all gotta be kidding yourselves. There's over 20,000 FBI agents. 20,000! And a lot of them have been assigned to these types of events. And they got dossiers, and they keep playing. And in the states that are protecting Antifa, they're going to watch when they go, go to federal prison, and then they get caught up the similar way that the, um, um, the Richmond... Um, is that no not richmond the rochester new york bidder got caught up on finance charges campaign finance charges she's going to jail and a lot of the others are going to jail i'll explain more about that in a little bit but basically what black lives matter is is the corporation and as the Thing is to deny, especially in the black community, African-American masculinity and Afro-Dispora masculinity, period, as toxic, as this, as that, as all these other things and whatnot. It's not to the point of beating another woman up. That's wrong. But it's to the point where everything that a uh, a man does in order to raise a family and in order to succeed in raising a family becomes a, a toxic towards the women that bring about the community in this, um, how do we say it, matriarchal community that the black community has become. It shouldn't have been that way. Black women made the choice in order to work with the Democratic Party and its um, machinations in order for them to succeed with all their men getting into the gangs, the drugs, the whole nine yards. But they didn't realize that many years before that, it wasn't a good thing to be around the gangster the pimp and all the rest of these things but as time passed and as um society started ripping away opportunities especially in high schools as they as the businesses started to remove them in both white and black um communities started to remove them more in the black communities and then they started removing it from the white communities as well so that high school only becomes a game about getting into college through high through high school football and all the rest of these things and whatnot like i said nothing wrong with that but there has to be a development of the whole man, and that means shop, that means home economics, that means the whole nine yards and all these other things, instead of all the play to the test, write for the test, all these things for the test, the test, the test, the test. And now we see the testing society protesting things that they don't understand 
using emotions they have no, absolutely no control over, and they are faltering to the pyre, to the altar of corporate machinations and their little tricks that they have played that the left used to warn about back in the late 1980s all the way up until 2008. And speaking of the left, the way they have treated Julian Assange is absolutely bonkers to me. Julian Assange may have been the last great journalist the West had truly have. WikiLeaks puts out something important. A cable from 1979 that showcased what dramatic changes were going to happen in that particular year. And it is a fascinating read of history that should be remembered. But Julian Assange is being tried for all types of crimes. The question about these crimes is simple. Was it a national security issue? Or was it for the thing concerning journalism? We have to talk about this today about journalism and journalism is not the way it was in the past. It wasn't even ever something of that nature about journalism. It's very difficult to do honest journalism. Very difficult. It's become even worse today than it was in the past. It has become unfortunately gone back to the yellow journalism of the past, the emotional story that led into the changes that needed, that had to be changed. But there is no balance. In one sense, what uh, Project Veritas is doing is somewhat continuing um, what Assange and WikiLeaks used to do, but a lot of people don't like Mr. O'Keefe, even though he did break a story concerning with absentee ballots in Minnesota. But some might say, what happened in Georgia with um Brian Kemp? And he was the lead guy in the election. He was the lead election person, and then he's running for governor. And a lot of people believe that he stole the election because he gerrymandered in the right particular ways in order to make sure he won the election, according to the left. Folks, y'all play yourselves, and you don't have, and you need each side to tell what is going on, what the other side is doing. 
And one of the difficult things that you're seeing right now, especially with these new entities such as OAN and News Nation and all the rest of them, is that they try to let they try to be either more overly conservative or more overly centrist. There have been liberal entities on off and on, but ultimately they lead back into the same type of centrist move set, if you want to call it in that particular, if you want to call it that way. The fundamental problem is, is that journalist has been, it's, it's a difficult business to tell the news. It's a difficult business to tell the news. In fact, it's nearly impossible in certain ways. Wisecrack said something about this with Jared Bauer, which is one of the reasons I say Jared Bauer is going to become the Walter Cronkite of this new medium until he decided to leave Wisecrack. And now how do you trust Wisecrack anymore if you don't see the dude's face? Maybe he was going towards something where Wisecrack was moving into a new direction. They're based in California. They can't do the same things they used to do. And they basically said he had to go. That is also another problem with it. Has it become apparent to you and to everybody here? And this may be one of the reasons that the mainstream media may not become the mainstream media anymore. Has it become apparent to everyone that it has been seems that the media's biggest arms, the ABCs, the CBSs, the NBCs, the PBSs of the world have gone to an establishment which leans left and has become more leftist in the last four or so years since Trump has won the election have they become more of a cheerleading group for these particular entities that are ultimately have no, let's not just say libido, let's say energy and confidence and don't have the same respect for all the American people that they did, even if it was superficial in the past, in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 1990s, especially with the reports that Cronkite used to do and um, Radder used to do until the incidences that they have both done and the, and the stories between all of that and more. Are they now cheerleaders for the left or they're just trying to do the way it is? That's the way it is? I think they have become cheerleaders of a way of life that is basically failing us. And that's why not only the news media, but the rest of the entertainment media, as I said last season, are all falling down the same rabbit hole with them. I said it in the special, and I will always continue to say it. We were going to talk about the debate, but... Things recently have become way too more important than the debate. If you do want to hear either side of the debate, Razor Fist's video has some very interesting 
things that on the Trump side, and there is um, bread tube and all their bullshit, but they'll give you some interesting points on Biden's side, but there wasn't a lot anyway, because they don't like him that much anyway, but they're going to have to vote for him because they hate the orange Julius, as it were. We'll be right back with the next segment right after this on Beyond Deserve, Episode 2, Season 2. This is Novid Hollaback. Beyond Deserve will continue right after these messages. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. This is Novit Hollaback. That's Hollaback. I want to explain some things about what we're going to discuss with this Draco case. It's a fascinating story about corruption in LA. This is from a Twitter poster called Autoviz Von Markey. It's also named Passion Weiss. He has done articles for many other music magazines, but here it is. It's from September 17th. Infuriating news from the Draco front. In court yesterday, the judge was sitting all phone privileges. This means that Draco's confined to canine high power without content from the outside world. No calls to friends, his family, or his young son. A clear violation of his First Amendment rights. Neither Judge Laura Walton nor the DA's office had any regard for freedom of speech. She refused to allow two First Amendment scholars testify on the constitutional violation that this gag order represents. It won't hold up on appeal. It's punitive and desired to torture him. There was no concern to show for the fact that the sheriff's deputies recently placed Draco on a module to be jumped by 10 inmates and then explicitly told him that they did it purposely. This is what he gets for trying to tell the about the truth what is happening in LA. The DEA's office claims that they're seeking a gag order to ensure that the jury pool is not tainted. There are 12 million potential journals in LA County. To pretend that you can't find 12 unbiased citizens let alone know that Draco is poisoning the jury pool is a laughable assertion. These are merely the tweets that caused the tightening of his gag order. In the first... Um... They merely affirm his innocence and recite the counts that he beat in the first trial. Reminded that both the remaining charges that hung that hung were in Draco's favor, no other DA's office will re retry the case. So it starts from there. He was acquitted from first-degree murder. He was also acquitted from a firearms charge. He cannot speak anything that I wasn't acquitted of. All 12 not guilty. You heard the jury, but I'm still in jail. Apparently, Science Me plays a big part in the situation. All well, Black Lives do matter. According to Black Lives Matter movement, is a problem in the Compton Courthouse. They're not feeling it. Oh, wait, I was acquitted of another attempted murder. I was also acquitted of another attempted murder. We continue with this. 
What's more, the DA's office had the gall to argue that Draco involving BLM is denying them the right to a fair trial. They claim that it's a tinderbox and Draco stoking racial fires when he's clearly mirroring the depths of corruption and racism within the DA's office. What's more, out of the 120 jurors impaneled in March for what was eventually declared a mistrial due to COVID-19, only nine had familiarity with Draco. Only one knew any specifics about the case, that the DA used his lyrics against him. There was no evidence that it biased them in any way. It is abundantly clear that this is a attempt for Jackie Lacey's office to silence a prominent critic amidst a heated DA's race. It is more than that, though. Draco's case embodies the way they have been shamelessly exploiting a fundamentally crooked and racist system. Draco's already beat a half a dozen first-degree murder and attempted murder charges. A jury of his peers saw right through the bullshit and lies. The only charges that stuck were two confusing and nakedly racist conspiracy charges credited his holdovers from the tough on crime era. The DA's office is attempting to rush a retrial next month, a transparent attempt would to sneak it through while Jackie Lacey's in power. I have no idea what George Gaston would do, but any normally progressive prosecutor would have marked Draco as a DA reject from the onset. The DA lost the first trial because it was an awful case. Draco wasn't the shooter. There was no evidence that he wanted anyone dead. They claimed that Draco's rap group is a gang and therefore is guilty of a murder that his childhood friend allegedly committed. It is voodoo jurisprudence. The new trial of Robert Durst, the, the alleged serial killer, won't start until next April. It was postponed due to COVID. Meanwhile, Draco is given top priority despite being a raging pandemic endangering everyone who shows up at the Compton Courthouse, a health and safety nightmare. He continues, if you think you're being hyperbolic, I promise you it's much worse than I can properly convey on Twitter. The system was designed for lawful torture, abuse, and dehumanization, was legal as a matter of argument, and the LA and the, uh, the DA and the Sheriff's Department in LA only care with what they get away with. Somehow I forgot to mention in one of the DAs prosecuting Draco, a man who was transferred but not filed for sexual harassment allegations, was making fake uppercuts in court to taunt Draco. These are our tax dollars at work. Well, this is the supposed utopia that everybody wants to copy for all of the other cities, major cities for all over the country. They want to recreate the utopia that is Los Angeles and San Francisco. But as you can see here, especially in this particular Draco case, especially after what has gone on in this particular case, it is not utopia and you can see why. Now, I know this particular Twitter user has a bias, and I have argued with him from time to time, but it is interesting to see that in L.A. Sheriff County, the same county sheriff's department that has been sued by Vanessa Bryant because this same sheriff's department posted pictures of the 
the airplane crash or the helicopter crash that killed Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna Bryant and several others. So folks, it's not a good thing. So we have this relationship here with the Compton uh, issues concerning the DA in LA and the Sheriff's Department over there and her running for re-election. It is a utter mess going down in California. Not only you got wildfires, then most of the state, well, at least many of the cities in the state turned orange. A guy that was under their noses for many years as a serial killer had his case delayed. But this person who already had his case was acquitted of his case. It's over. It's done with. He's in prison for another case. And because they use Black Lives Matter, which these same motherfuckers posted on the day that George Floyd was being eterned and then buried was talking that stuff, this guy was in prison and used it. And then they said, this thing, anything, blah, 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 yankity, smackity. Do you see why I said words don't matter, actions do? This is one of those examples. Speaking about the music industry, I have two very interesting things I wish to discuss. And one of them has to do with Melania, Melania, Melanie Martinez and her one hundred and one thousand hour music video with three volume sets and all that stuff that the music that she does has to deal with school after school and all that particular silliness, as it were. The weakness of woke Vesco music, and I pronounce it with a K. Folks, I'm gonna be real honest with you now, folks. I, I, I have to be fair to everyone here. Y'all in big trouble. It's just y'all, it's just, I'm not saying that pop music, adult contemporary, the whole nine yards, I'm not saying it's always going to be Afro-American influence or whatnot. I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I'm saying it is one of the most successful things this music industry has ever seen. You saw it in many different ways and in many different shapes all over the world. But there will come a time of a reckoning and the reckoning is now arriving, okay? And one of that, and one of those aspects of that arrival is the weaknesses of these particular long projects, such as Black is King from Beyonce, and this particular work from Melanie Martinez. I hate to tell people this, but this is just, it's just utter trash. It's just utter trash.
I think it's the most disappointing thing I've ever seen in my life in the past three years. I I really think it is. I think they took the idea that Dame Dash did years and years ago about making music videos into movies and I think they took it too literally and it be- and it becomes Vesco trash. It is just the it's like it is the pretentiousness of of women today, of women acts, not divas of the past, such as Mariah Carey and all the rest of them of the past. You know the pretentiousness are, you know what they were, but they handled themselves as women. And the fascinating story of Mariah Carey and her fight against Tommy Matola and all the rest of these things and why she was with Jarek Jeter and the whole nine yards concerning that. And that's why we call him Cat of the Yankees. Them damn Yankees. That's all I got to say about that shit. <laughs> Look, folks, I'm just, I'm just letting y'all know. That's why I called myself Holla Back. Because it's Derek Jeter. Captain? Shortstop of the Yankees? <laughs> y'all motherfuckers, please sit down, sit down. Sit down. But still, Melanie Martinez, no, 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 girl, this ain't, this ain't you. This ain't you. This, 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 this whole thing, the anime stuff, the, all the rest of it does not work. Does not work. Cannot fly. It's just bull. It's Victorian bullshit. It's just Victorian bullshit. They tried to do the Hamilton and all the rest of this. Thing. It's all crap. It's all bullshit. Now, if we're talking about actual music, talking today, we have to go back to Kanye West and the way he did it. And the fascinating reversal that he did. When Warner Herzog is interested in you, you know you got the talent. So don't come up into me and say, I'm going to compare Mar- Martinez to Kanye. You kidding yourselves, man. Get out of here. Out of here. Out of here. Nah, 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 nah. That shit can't fly. It's over. It's dead. It's done. Her project was an overblown project of Vesco girl bullshit, bullshit feminism, weakness of the dissing man all the fucking live long day, and you can see the result. It's just musical trash. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Oh my. Floyd Mayweather, God love him, but his daughter with NBA young boy, NBA being never broke again. Boy, he ain't broke. He got seven kids. (laughs) A lot of people got mad because, oh, it's Floyd Mayweather and all the rest of these things and whatnot. 
and he's talking with some of the biggest uh, people in the world today and all the rest of it. But his daughter is dealing with this particular dude. You got to understand something, folks. I, I understand that a lot of you are not into or will never get involved with the African-American community and have uh, our biases against it in many ways in order it, it, that kind of clouds your opinions about it. But you have to understand something about the community that you need to get it clear, okay? And it's somewhat similar to what is ha what's happening a lot of white, a lot of Latino, and all other communities as well. It's a similar thing, but people don't see it because they don't have the life experience and they have not seen the world and they have not gotten out into the world and have seen it for themselves. One of the things that you have to realize is that musicians are always top tier with women or always considered alpha males to women because they are able to make them feel good in any sort of way. So when NBA young boy starts rapping about, I have the game, this, that, and the other thing, and he's able to be successful in the music business, and for a lot of African-American women, and in the African diaspora, especially with August Estina and uh, Willow's co-signing of her mother doing the D to August, uh, we're going to have to talk about Will Smith real soon. Yes, 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 yes. It, 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 it's a curious thing with that dude. And, you know, as long as he is singing and dancing and prancing on that TV screen and all the rest of these things, even during this pandemic, especially with NBA, NBA young boy, never broke again, never broke again. He is an alpha. It, same thing with Future. Y'all don't understand it. And a lot of people put morality and all the rest of these things into it. I understand and I feel and I empathize with you. But evolution has no qualms about morality. Either it is or it isn't. I'm not here to dismiss anything. I don't feel like he did the right thing. I feel as though as that it's one man, one woman. But that is the thing that people need to reconcile today is that we live in a genocentric society now that is more women-focused than male-focused. And in that particular society, the women decide on whether you like it or you don't, which man they want to be with. And if men's ways are being destroyed, the hobbies and all the rest of it that are positive, only the negative side will secede. And I'm not saying what NBA young boy is doing is negative. I'm saying that in this particular aspect, you have to understand that a lot of African-American women see him as a star. And if you have the money and can get close to the star and he can provide certain things that you can't get or certain things emotionally you don't have, 
or you want to be with this type of man because you know this is the dude, blah, 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 a woman will go there. A woman will see that and say, oh, this is the man for me at this particular time. The fundamental problem is you have to develop men first before we get into the issues with women. We will discuss that in the future once the fourth book of Roald Tomasi's book comes out. But you've got to focus on men first, and our societies don't. They do the other, they do it the other way around with, with these young men from five years old. But don't hate the game. A lot of these men come from a lot of these democratic cities, a lot of these ghettos, and they somehow made it out. So they have the men killer instinct mentality already inside them. But a lot of them get into trouble because they take it to every other place instead of their music, their mission in life. And they use it to get girls like Floyd's daughter and seven others. But we'll see how this develops. But it's important to see how people react to these particular things and how they make the mistake in what a woman wants and what a woman should have is not necessarily what a woman does. Actions matter. Words don't necessarily matter. Words are distractions to the actions. Let us remind ourselves of this. Coming up next, the failure of men of societies. Two particular things that we need to talk about on that shorter segment. We'll be back right after this with more Beyond This Earth. This is Novin Hollaback here. Season 2, Episode 2. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. Now return you to beyond this earth. Even though I have been away from Twitter for the last several weeks, and it has been a good thing to be away from Twitter, um, one of the things that we have been trying to focus on is trying to do other projects as well. I haven't really got into it because of certain delays that have taken place and all these news items and whatnot. Uh, but one of the things that I have been focused on is trying to figure out how I'm going to do this long-term special that we're planning to do for the fourth book of Rollo Tomasi's book of the Rational Male series. It has to deal with religion mostly, and it's going to be a very difficult read for a lot of people. But I think people need to be prepared to take a look at how religion relates to both men and women and how it has been used in order to perpetuate a lifestyle of genocentrist lifestyle that we now see ourselves in today. Um, they had two major points, uh, actually two major uh, live streams that came out before I left and during the time I am 
I didn't hiatus until I reached where I need to go. Um, one of those uh, was dealing with the failure of men in societies. It was a fascinating discussion there. You should watch that particular video. It's still up on the YouTube page for the Rational Man, or I think it's in Ryan Stone's page. I believe. And it was a fascinating look at how men fail societies and how societies fail men. And I think it's more of the latter than the former. And the problem is, is that a lot of men use women as a shield and a lot of women, more women in turn, use the shield of society and these men that said, you know, in chivalrous terms, to just tell them, blah, blah, blah. Christianity and his fight against chivalry and all the rest of these things instead of being a part of a family structure that gives them a lot of leeway in their family structure. It's the other way around because men are this and the other thing. And But it really was more like a disaster that took place in the past that led into these particular incidences. And speaking of the church, there is a OnlyFans for a former pastor that is now a stripper that is getting a lot of money through these OnlyFans and divorced her husband. And Rolo Tomasi had an exclusive interview with this ex, but because of a lot of the things, this case is still being litigated through the courts. It is a fascinating interview. Um, we will use parts of that interview with some of the cases into once the fourth book comes out, you'll have something about this in a little short term. So, and that interview is also available on Roll Tomasi's site. It was a live stream. It was a fascinating interview. It was an important interview for a lot of people to open their eyes to understand uh, where the church especially the Protestant church and the connections with it has gone awry. Going back to what I was talking about, the Hermetics, Herm, Herodox podcast with John Michael Greer and his recent, his upcoming book, The Orange Julius, as it were, he mentioned certain aspects of Calvinism and Protestantism as the reasons why we are in these particular places, but he also connects it to occultism, that there was another type of occultism that led into these particular things as well. And I'm beginning to wonder if some aspects of it is in these particular things as well. And it's being expressed or prophecy of that kind is being expressed through certain media entities as it were. Just my the woo-woo side of the game that I sometimes get into. Just a dot, folks. Just a dot on that. We'll be back with more of Beyond This Earth with the final segment dealing with crystals. Time crystals. Not woo-woo science. Actual quantum science. And the slide this, the Ashashi Shimbun did to NBC Universal and some final words about today's episode and other things of that note. We'll be back with more of Beyond This Earth. Nova Hollaback here after this. 
Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. Hey folks, we're going to end the show today. Very eventful show that we did today. And the second wraparound part will come after this. But if you wish to end the show now, you can after this segment has ended. So some interesting news, not necessarily from space, but there is something called a time crystal. The scientists has figured out that do exist in the realm of space and they call these things time crystals and they have watched two of these particular time crystals which don't affect the rules of quantum mechanics as we know them so far and basically they watch these two time crystals quote unquote interact with each other which is absolutely fascinating so go and read that article for yourself and see what it is. But I just called Time Crystals Techno Crystal Creator of Planets, whatever the hell it is. But it's quantum mechanics, like they said. Um, Some very interesting slide disses from the from the Shimbun, Asashi Shimbun about the Olympics and NBC's, uh, you know, taking over of the Olympic Games, if you want to call it. Well, the Japanese did a slide little diss to NBC, Comcast, and a whole lot of it with a recent comic or four coma concerning this particular thing about, oh, it's overpaid, it's done for the Americans, this, that, and the other thing. And it was kind of an interesting thing. The main article that talks about this particular four coma um, um, short, which is uh, shown on the Shibun, on the Ishashi Shimbun, is on the linked, linky page link that we have there as well. I said at the first part of this particular show, that's the 15 minute segment, that there is commentary that i want to air from a mainstream source you may not agree with the mainstream source but it's important as a um uh as a step not a stepping stone but as a signpost on what happened today and what has happened in the last several months and it, it culminates into this particular thing a similar things that have been said on particular dark days in both uh, American and others' histories. You usually have these particular um, editorial speeches done by these particular journalists. So in the interest of fairness, I would like to play one from that mainstream journalist and whether you agree with it or not, it is just an important signpost as of this particular day. I know you want to hear more opinions about this particular virus and what's going on with the president of the United States. 
However, I feel as though my opinions will not solve the problems that we have right now and what we had experienced in the last several days. So I am going to leave it up to this final part here. And then I will say my goodbyes for this particular episode, but continue with the updates from the second wraparound segment of this particular episode. This is from October 2nd. It is Lester Holt from NBC Nightly News. His final segment concerning of what happened on this particular day. Here we go. By now, we've all stiffened our spines with the shocks and surprises of 2020. The news that the president and first lady have been infected with COVID is unfortunate and it's alarming. But news of their sickness is hardly a wake-up call. Seven million Americans who have been infected by this virus certainly don't need a wake-up call, nor do the families of the 210,000 who have died. If this virus has taught us anything, it's that this is not a hoax. Privilege and the special status of even the President of the United States offers no immunity. We know what the top experts say are the best defenses against COVID, avoiding crowds and covering our faces. But I told you so only serves to take us right back down the political rabbit hole that has cost us time and far too many lives. If there is a wake-up call here, let it be an awakening of common sense to do what we have to do to beat this thing. Thus ends this episode of of Beyond This Earth. Second segment, wraparound segment begins right after this. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will have discussions on upcoming day about the election fall from the affection where do we go from here and other particular aspects that we are talking about that you will see on the leaky page on every single episode that we do on this particular show beyond this earth. So we get to the second wraparound segment. If not, be safe as we go beyond this earth. Take care and we'll see you guys next week. Welcome back folks to the second wraparound uh, segment. For the episode of episode two, season two of Beyond This Earth, this is Nolvin Hollaback. I'm here to give another update concerning this coronavirus diagnosis that they have for the president of the United States. The other infections include Chris Christie. He tested positive for COVID-19 under abundance of caution because he has asthma and he has the preconditions for serious um, symptoms for COVID-19. He has gone into the hospital, um, Mercy Hospital in New Jersey. In the NFL side, um, Cam Newton has tested positive. He is considered to be asystematic for COVID-19. Because of this, the NFL has delayed the game between the Patriots and the Chiefs for Monday at 7 o'clock. This game will air or has aired as soon as you hear this on CBS at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. This has forced a delay about one hour 
for the Monday night game, which was scheduled for 8.20 to be moved at least 30 minutes extra on ESPN to 8.50 Eastern Standard Time, as we have known. A Saints player was originally tested positive for COVID-19. After a second test, which only took about a day to complete, that test later turned out to be negative. The NFL then decided to have the game with the Saints and the other team to be played this particular Sunday as of this particular recording. Twitter has been showing that Biden, during after the day that Trump, after the day of the uh, the debate, coughing and sniffling in both Ohio and Pennsylvania. He did take the test, if we recall, and he tested negative for the coronavirus. That's COVID-19. As we continue with the information that we are trying to gather, these are the dying, those who have been infected with the COVID-19 or have given gotten a positive test from COVID-19. We already know about the president and the first lady and the Heiser Hope Hicks. We also know that Ronna McDaniel has it. Senator Mike Lee and Senator Tom Hills already has it. Kellyanne Conway is a former counselor to the president. She has it. Bill Steffen, President Trump campaign manager. Again, Chris Christie, as mentioned earlier. Ron Johnson, a senator from Wisconsin. Nick Luna, one of the president's personal assistants. And then we have the Notre Dame vice president who had already tested positive for COVID-19. The list will start to grow as it continues. All the rest that attended the event had tested negative for the virus. Pence and Pence, Mike Pence and Cameron Pence, both the vice president and the second lady. The Treasury Secretary Muchin has tested negative for the virus. William Barr tested negative. Nominee Joe Biden, he tested negative twice. Joe Biden, Democratic Vice Presidential nominee Kamala Harris, Amy Cordy Barrick, who they said that she had coronavirus earlier, but as it has been known, it is very it is possible to get this virus again. They tested her recently. She has come back negative. Kudlo has tested negative. At the Homeland Security, Six Secretary Chad Wolf has tested negative. So has Kushner, Ivanka Trump, Mark Miley, General Mark Miley, the White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, HHA Secretary, HHS Secretary Alex Azar, the White House Press Secretary Kat McAnvey, and Ohio Governor Mike Levine and his wife Fran Levine. So that's one of the things that being said. Another issue that has come up is that Donald Trump has taken a steroid and remetsevir and was taking remetsevir and one other dog as an antiviral cocktail. 
This antiviral cocktail is a extremely dangerous cocktail and has only been tested on a few human beings, but been mostly been used in trials for treatment for this particular coronavirus. However, the, however, there has been um, an interesting development concerning the health of the president. Um, just a couple hours ago, the personal, the personal um, doctor for the president and the one who is working with his team in Walter Reed Medical Center had said that there was concern of Donald Trump's health with this coronavirus, and he was sent out of the abundance of caution. There was two drops, not significant, but some are saying that it was, that he had two oxygen um, percentage drops when they checked on him in that particular um, testing to make sure that the fever goes away and all the rest of that particular things that they do to test for, especially with the coronavirus. Some have called this a hoax. Some are trying to put things together and said he's faking it and all the rest of these things. This is no joke. It is not a fake. I put an extra link out there concerning a study that has came out from Oxford not conclusively proving that this is a mostly um, virus that is fecal oral, but it leads to that particular aspect that this virus is fecal oral or is leading towards to this virus being fecal oral. And back to the sports thing today, according to sources from the NFL, the NFL and the NFLPA had formally began an investigation of the Titans' COVID-19 outbreak on Friday with officials from both sides of Nashville amid concern that several notable breaches of protocol, according to sources with knowledge of the situation. They began throwing data from contact tracing and all available sources on Tuesday when a host of positive tests began, with a total of eight players and staff among those initial groups. Numerous sources who have been contact with high-ranking NFL officials said that there were already concerns rising in the immediate data about potential infractions with an expectation among 10 executives that should have been in contact with league officials that other significant penalties could be forthcoming for the Titans. The investigation specifically is looking to determine if there were any violations in protocol under the intake of defensive back Greg Mabin, who was signed to the team's practice squad on Thursday and will let it test positive for COVID-19 two days later. Sources say when the initial review contact tracing indicated early in the week that this is when the virus entered the team facility. So no one... So as you're seeing now, you're beginning to see a pattern here. Someone is infected with it. They're not being checked for coronavirus. Um, for the actual coronavirus, it's become apparent that this thing is becoming extremely serious. And it's no longer something of a joke. Um, 
one of the things that I posted there is a video from Carl Denninger mentioning about this particular virus. And this is where he got the information where he shows um, a video of the information they got from Oxford showing that most of the things are coming from fecal oral transmission. I do have one thing to say about this particular thing to just completely showcase where all of this is headed towards. Folks, I'm going to be real honest with you. We have done a the country as a whole, as in the latter stages, has done a horrible job in handling this issue of the virus. And one of the things they have done a horrible job in is getting new data and putting new data into the fight against this virus. It is now time to pretty much state how this thing is going. The evidence is getting to be very clear. It is becoming apparent that while people should wear masks, this thing is a virus that is leading towards fecal oral and that this virus needs to be taken care of mostly with the washing of hands. They are refusing. We do not see many more commercials of washing their hands. This is gone in against our detriment. We need to start washing our hands. We need to have water sources all throughout our areas. And we need to have start getting a PPE system in order for a designated janitor with a high level of PPP, PPE standards. And I do mean a sealed rubber glove setup suit similar to what they have with um, um, radiation testing and, and, and that sort. I'm not talking about the paper PPE. I'm talking about rubber PPE. It has to be completely washed out. Pine saw, germicide, bleach, the whole nine yards combined to completely wash out this virus. This is completely and absolutely dangerous. It is now time to realize that our government and our entities with our scientists are dropping the ball concerning this particular virus and especially with the new knowledge that we have gained from recent events and recent interviews from those that were connected in the Wuhan lab. This is a, and I mean this wholeheartedly, a biological weapon, whether it was accidental or not, it is a biological weapon under the Geneva Conventions and must be handled as a first strike capability under the, under the Homeland Security rules. This is a national security issue and a national security emergency that it has come to my assertion that if this virus is what I think it is, and a lot of people are starting to begin to head into this direction, and the reason our scientists are not gaining it correct concerning how this virus is being spread and the refusal of at least giving the assertion 
that this is fecal oral, possibly. We are doing ourselves a disservice and the media is doing a disservice that this is learning, this is heading towards this particular thing, fecal oral, and the reasons why they are not saying it. There could be also a possibility that this was deliberately done, some are saying, but I'm not even going to go there because that is just beyond the pale, but I have seen things beyond the pale that I cannot ascertain myself. The doctors have said that Donald Trump will have 48 hours, and these are the critical moments to see if he will do better. It looks like that he might go home tomorrow. That's on the 5th of October. And he will be able to recover there. They will give him the full 14 days from the time they got the positive test. It will be at least 12 days before the election. They don't know how they're going to do the debates for a person that's already infected with the coronavirus. They don't know if the debates will take place, if we're only going to have one. Where is the interest in fairness? Where is all the rest of it? It's no longer there. It no longer exists. This country has done things in the backwards way of doing things. It's also become apparent to me how other countries are handling this situation because of this, and they still don't want to tell the data of the fecal order data is because if they tell the fecal order oral data, it will have to change a lot of the things that we have been doing for the past several years. And that is very difficult to change. But I'm being honest with you folks. We need answers. We are refusing to get the answers. The answers may be right in front of us, but it's not being seen because the media is talking about mask, mask, and mask. We're okay. Masks are fine, but even in that aspect, we have one senator that wore a mask and one senator that didn't wear a mask, and they're both infected. So it is leading towards fecal oral. And that is pretty much what it is. My country, this country is disappointing me, and I love it too much. To see it act like this and accept actions of those that do not wish to care for it and accept actions of those that have not even done the real science or have not gotten new information and added a new information to it. They have forgotten to wash their hands, to clean out the bathrooms completely that their PPE structures are inadequate for a virus of this type of magnitude. A weak virus, yes, but once you get it, it, it will latch on. It needs something to latch on to. And aspects of E. coli, aspects of it, they latch on to like white on rice. 
I don't know what else I can tell you. That the president of the United States who played down a lot of these things finally get the virus for a lot of people is shoulder fruit, but I am here to tell you it's not shoulder fruit. It's the failure of our scientists, our doctors, and our medical community that this is allowed to happen. It is a failure of our manufacturing industry that we cannot get PPE that is adequate and suffice in order to make sure this virus does not pass through. We don't have respirators in order for those to actually take care of people so they won't get fully infected. We cannot burn out this virus completely with the biological hazards in order to burn this virus out and all the rest of it being a biological hazard. We can't replace the veneer, the day, all the things in the bathrooms. We can't clean it out. The very thing that allow other viruses to exist, we're not focused on that. We're not even talking about how to clean out our own behinds better. It's a joke to me that we're only talking about masks when a biological weapon has been thrown on us. That's basically what it is. And I don't know when our country's going to get it, if it will ever get it. Now it's game time, now it's serious. 30 days before the election has come through and this is what's happened? It is, a, it is a shame. The American people should feel ashamed that the highest degrees in medicine can't figure anything out. And I was playing games with the leader of the free world. You should be in tears, not smiling and not joking. There has been an attack and you need to figure out who did the attack and they need to be punished. It is a just attack if we do so. So stop playing around. Or our society is just led by females and you know what the fuck have you. So I don't know what to tell y'all. We will continue with more of Beyond This Earth next week with an all new episode. We will continue about the election fallout concerning the affection of Donald Trump. And we will be talking about the semiconductor war of Silicon concerning China and the U.S. Dealing with ARM and NVIDIA and CUDA and all the rest of it is an interesting discussion that we'll have there. Concept of conservatism, we're going to go more in-depth with the interview with John Michael Greer and the Hermatis, uh, Hermodox pod radio show, if I want to call it, and other things as well. So, next week we will have that as well. Thank you for listening. This is Nova Hollerbeck. Take care of yourselves. We'll, we'll see you guys next week.